38. Where you been at? Raleigh, yeah, King Home. Who really got it? Clash of the Titans. Here we go. Uh, I know that I got it. I prove it again in case you had doubt it. We went back cheap with very low mileage. I'm flying in missiles and wings on the pilot. The wind is so loud that I'm moving in silent. My flow is superb. I can't do it. Be minus. Rushing the game because I know that it's crowded. My mind is so clear for a while. It was cloudy. I, I don't really think you heard me. Eat the beat like her. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Extra Point with me, your boy, Stephen Holmes. Today's subject, today's subject is something that I feel like that we've all talked about, debated, argued with our friends, family, coworkers, acquaintances, whoever. We've talked about this before, the top 10 NBA players of all time. Earlier this week, ESPN compiled a list of the top 74 players in NBA history. So I'm going to give you my 10, my top 10 players of all time. But before I give you my top 10, I'm going to give you ESPN's top 10. They had Tim Shaq at, at, at number 10, Kobe Bryant number 9, 8, they had Tim Duncan, 7, Larry Bird, 6, Will Chamberlain, 5, um, Magic Johnson, 4, Bill Russell, 3, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 2, LeBron James, and at number 1, of course, they had Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I switched a few people around, took a couple of people out, added a couple of people or whatnot. The two people that I did take out was Bill Russell and Tim Duncan. I'm going to give you reasons why I took these guys out. Number one, when I think about the, the when I think about the top ten players of all time, I think about these guys being great on both sides of the ball. On the offensive side and the defensive side. Bill Russell was not that great on the offensive side of the ball. This guy never shot above fifty percent from the field in his career. In free throws, he never shot above 50%. This guy shot 50% from the free throw line. And then in his whole entire career, this guy averaged 15 points a game. He was not that great offensively, but he was a great defender. Probably one of the best defenders, greatest defenders of all time. This guy was not that great on the offensive side. But one thing that Bill Russell did, he did win championships. Most championships in the NBA, 11. We know that. Okay, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was great on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. We know he won a lot of championships, won a couple of MVPs. But my thing is that I believe there were a few players that deserved to be in the top 10 rather than Tim Duncan. So he's out. So starting with my top 10 is starting at number 10, Oscar Robinson. Oscar Robinson is the first NBA player in NBA history to average a triple-double. This guy averaged 30 points per game, 12, 12 and a half rebounds, and 11 assists in 1961 and 1962. First triple-double ever recorded in NBA. The next person to do that was Russell Westbrook over 40 years later. Do you understand how hard it is to average a triple-double and playing against the best talent in the world? This guy averaged it in one season. But technically, this guy really averaged a triple-double for four years straight. If you look at his statistics, this guy this guy literally averaged a triple-double four years straight. But, yeah, so this guy, top 10 player of all time, in my opinion. So, number nine, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is probably one of the most dominant centers the NBA has ever seen. Definitely the most dominant center in his era. This guy was a monster, a beast in the paint. He was knocking dudes around, elbowing you, dunking on your head, disrespecting you in the paint, putting his 
on you on your face all this type stuff Shaquille O'Neal was the man when it came to the paint and his post game was pretty good also he might not might not have had that many moves but this guy was dominant he was destroying guys every night game in and game out so Shaquille O'Neal we know he won many championships four championships and this guy won a couple MVPs final MVPs three of them one thing that I didn't like about Shaquille O'Neal he was a part of that Miami Heat team in 2006 that the Dallas Mavericks got cheated out of. So, yeah, we're gonna just we're going we're we're okay. I guess we we gotten past that. You know, the cheating ref, the the ref that 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 betted on the game and all this other stuff. So, but we're we're past that. That was many years ago. So we got our championship, even though we should have two, but that's okay. So Shaquille O'Neal number one and number eight, Hakeem Olajuwon, probably the most skilled NBA player. The most skilled big man the NBA has ever seen. This guy averaged 22 points per game, 11 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 3 blocks per game, and 1.7 steals per game. This guy wasn't just great on the offensive side of the ball, but he was great on the defensive side of the ball. This guy had a number of post moves, number of post moves. We know the dream shake. He had the mid-range. This guy defensively, all defensive team, nine times. And then he is the only NBA player to have won the NBA MVP, defensive player of the year, and finals MVP all in the same year. This guy is first in blocks, and he's in the top 10 in steals. Hakeem Olajuwon deserves to be in the top 10 conversation, if not in the conversation for being the best, best big man the NBA has ever seen. Next, at number seven, Larry Bird. This guy we know, Larry Bird, is probably the greatest one of the greatest small forwards the NBA, of course, has ever seen. This is the top 10 list, so, of course, he has to be one of the greatest. Larry Bird is the man, was the man. He averaged 24 points, 10 rebounds, 6.3 assists per game, 1.7 steals per game, shot almost 50% from the field goal, and he was that guy. Won number, a number amount of championships, three NBA championships, two finals MVPs. He was on the all-defensive team. This guy had... He was the dude. He was that guy. Before 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 Michael Jordan, that were there was Larry Bird. There was Dr. J. There was Magic Johnson. So before Michael Jordan, it was these guys that led the way in the NBA. So Larry Bird, top ten player of all time. He had one of the greatest he was a part of one of the greatest some of the greatest Boston Celtics teams assembled. You had Kevin McHale on these teams, Robert Paris, Bill Walton, Dave Cowan, Tiny Archibald, Dennis Johnson. All of these are Hall of Fame players, and Larry Bird was a part of those teams. At number six, I have to put respect on my guy's name, Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba. We all know about Kobe Bryant and how intense, how how he brought his intensity to the game, how he brought how he brought that 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 anger, that 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 determination, you know, persistence to the game. Kobe Bryant was that guy on the court. Kobe Bryant, any t any night, you 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 can see Kobe Bryant going for forty. Anytime he stepped on the court, that guy was able to put up those type of numbers. You know, he has the second second. Uh, he holds the record for the second most points in the game, eighty one points against the Toronto Raptors. Even though they was garbage <laughs> in two thousand six, they was garbage. But that's okay. Kobe Bryant still put up numbers. We know Kobe Bryant copied his game after Michael Jordan. He did everything. Post moves. You talking about many post moves? Uh, um, 
his mid-range games, anything that you can see that Michael Jordan did, Kobe Bryant tried to mimic that, and he did it. He did it very well. Kobe Bryant averaged 25 points, five rebounds, about four and a, 4.7 assists per game, and Kobe Bryant was just that guy. Won a number of amount of championships. We know he won five championships, and he won an MVP too while he played. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant at number six. At number five, Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain is the only person to average 50 points per game in a season. 50 points per game in a season. Ridiculous numbers. Ridiculous numbers. Wilt Chamberlain, you, you have to put him up there with one of the best big men, even though his competition might not have been that great. We all know his competition wasn't that great. But to still average 50 points per game for a season, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. So, Bill Russell, I mean, no, I'm sorry, not Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, I'm sorry, Wilt Chamberlain, of course, we know he holds the record for the most points in the game with 100 points. He averaged over, this guy averaged over 45 minutes per game, and then he has the most 50-point 50, 50 games in history with 118 with 118 times that he did that. Of course, he does hold that record because he averaged 50 points per game in one season. So, this guy, Will Chamberlain, won two NBA championships, won the MVP four times. He was a rebound champ 11 times. So, his numbers speaks for themselves. His numbers speaks for themselves. That's that's all I can say about that. Number four, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, greatest point guard of all time, and is not even up for debate. Magic Johnson averaged 19.5 assists per game. I mean, 19.5 points per game, I'm sorry. 19.5 points per game, 7 seven rebounds, and 11 assists per game. And even not even on, not even just on the offensive side, this guy even played great defense. This guy averaged two steals per game. Magic Johnson, we know, won a number of championships, five championships. We know a lot of people talk about Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson went to the finals nine times and won five times. But this guy was the great the greatest point guard of all time leading the showtime lakers during those during the 80s 90s this guy was the man on that team so another laker at number three kareem abdul jabbar kareem abdul jabbar we know the lead the nba's leading scorer he had that unblockable sky hook and this guy was just a scoring machine Kareem Abdul-Jabbar averaged 24.6 per game, points per game, 11 rebounds. He even had he even threw a couple downs with 3.6 assists per game. And this guy on the defensive side was probably one thing that that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar probably didn't get that much that much um um um, um credit for was his defensive was the defense that he he brought. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar averaged 2.6 blocks per game in his career. And he got a steal per game in his career and shot from the field goal, shot from the field very well, 55.9% from field. And he wasn't that bad at the free throw neither. He he averaged 72% averaged 72% from free throw line. And one thing that I know a lot of commentators say, broadcasters, journalists, say that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar kind of gets disrespected when we're talking about the greatest of all time. This guy won as many championships as Michael Jordan did, six. 
He doesn't have as many finals MVPs. He only has two. But this guy, has he has the numbers. He has the credentials. He has the achievements, just like Michael Jordan. So he kind of gets disrespected when we're talking about the GOAT conversation. But he should definitely be in that conversation with Michael Jordan, LeBron James. He should be in the midst of that. At number two. I have LeBron James. LeBron James averaging 27 points per game, 7.4 rebounds per game, 7.4 assists per game, 1.6 steals per game, and he shoots from the field 50%. One thing about LeBron James, he doesn't shoot great from the free throw, but it's still reliable. He shoots 73% from the free throw. But when we all know that everybody kind of believes that the reason why they don't believe LeBron James is the greatest of all time is because LeBron James has been to the finals nine times. He's only won the finals three times. But do we do do really do people really give credit? That's due to LeBron James. LeBron James, the competition that LeBron James has faced in the finals and the teams that he has taken to the finals. You got to weigh your you got to weigh it out really. Like I said, he he doesn't get as much credit I believe when it comes to this goat conversation. I think the goat conversation is really interchangeable. It can be Le, it can be LeBron James or it can be Michael Jordan. So let's let's look at what LeBron James did during his finals runs. So in 2007 with the Cleveland Cavaliers, he faced off against the San Antonio Spurs where they got swept. But on that Cleveland team in 2007, the second best player on that team was Al Gowskis. Al Gowskis. Al Gowskis. Who else was on this team? Larry Hughes, Eric Snow, Daniel Gibson. Who who are these players? <laughs> who are these guys? Compared to Tony Parker, compared to Bruce Bourne, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, you have this team versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, I know I, I don't think you guys was really expecting him to beat that team, right? So, anyways, so then in 2011, he joins the Miami Heat, and they face off against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, I don't have no – he really doesn't have an excuse against the Dallas Mavericks when you have Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh on your team. But the Dallas Mavericks found some way to beat them in a 4-2 series. Dirk Nowinski just had a great series with a little help from Jason Terry, Jason Kidd, all this team. That, that team was just a, a just a great, very good team. They just found a way. They made a way, and they found a way to win that championship. After that, this guy goes to the finals eight consecutive years after this. So the next year, they face off against Oklahoma. And they beat Oklahoma, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden. James Harden kind of helped helped, <laughs> helped Miami win that because he choked so bad in the finals. They beat them 4-1. Then the year after that, they go up against the Spurs again, and they beat the Spurs this time in seven. And you all know, you, you remember Ray Allen hitting that memorable three in game six to extend the series. So that series is when they beat the San Antonio Spurs. Then the next year, they go back to the finals against the Spurs again. But this time that they lose, this time this team, this Spurs team has added that boy Kawhi Leonard. And we know Kawhi Leonard is the man on the defensive side. So when you, you got some help. They have Tony Parker, Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green. You got Tim Duncan. Like These, these are future Hall of Famers on this one team going against the Miami Heat. So... Then you go 2015, LeBron James goes up against the Warriors. And this is when he goes back to Cleveland goes back to Cleveland to bring Cleveland a championship. 
And so he goes to the he faces off against the Warriors with Curry, Thompson, Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, and Andrew Bogut. Probably the best shooting team that the NBA has seen with the Splash Brothers, Curry and Thompson. And so they face off of them face off against those guys. And in this series, he doesn't have Kevin Love and he doesn't have Kyrie Irving for the majority of the series. And he takes this team to six games. The only other player that he really had on that team was J.R. Smith. And J.R. Smith, we know J.R. Smith is streaky. He's there sometimes and he's not there other times. Then you had Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson isn't a scorer, so LeBron James was carrying this Cleveland team against this dominating Warriors team. They lost. Next year, after that, they go back in 2016. This is when Cleveland go, comes back from a 3-1 to one series and come back to win the game. LeBron James almost averages a triple-double in this series. He averaged 29 points per game, 11 rebounds, 8.9 assists per game, and then he added two blocks and 2.6 steals during that series. LeBron James was going mad. He was going mad during that series to give Cleveland their first championship. Then the year after that, they they add they add KD. Well, they really don't add KD. KD decides he wants to go <laughs> go play for the team that took him out. And so the competition kind of becomes unfair after that with the Warriors, KD being on the Warriors. So they win. The Warriors win the next couple of um the next couple of years that they play Cleveland. Okay? So LeBron James wins three out of nine. But you got to look at the type of competition this guy went up against. He went up against future Hall of Famers in each of each one of these teams. They had at least two future Hall of Famers on the team. When you're talking about the Spurs, they had three. Tony Parker, Ginobili, Duncan, that's three. Then they went up against OKC. You're talking about Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, future Hall of Famers. Then you go up against the Spurs again. Then you go up against the Warriors, Curry, Thompson, Green, Future Hall of Famers, at least three future Hall of Famers in every one of these teams that he played against in the finals. So now at number one, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Michael Jeffrey Jordan averaged 30 points per game, six rebounds, five assists, two steals, and a block per game during his whole career. He shot very well from the field field goal, shot 49%, and he was very he was pretty good at the free throw line at 83%. Michael Jordan was a scoring machine. We knew that Michael Jordan could put the ball in the bucket because the guy was a scoring champ for 10 years, 10 times. He was a 10-time scoring champ. Defensive, he won. He was on the all-defensive team a number amount of times, and we know he won six NBA championships, and he won six finals MVPs. So, yeah, we know Michael Jordan as a winner. But when we think about when Michael Jordan had won these championships, we got to look at his competition also. Michael Jordan in '91 went up against the went up against the L.A. Lakers, the Lake Show, and he went up against Magic Johnson and pretty much James Worthy. And that team wasn't that great. the 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 Bulls, the Bulls really had an advantage. They had a very good team. The Bulls had Scottie Pippen. You had Scottie Pippen on his team. You had Horace Grant. You had B.J. Armstrong. This was a pretty good team that was going up against the Lake Show. So they win, and they beat them 4-1. Then the year after that, they go up against Clyde Drexler, the Portland 
the Portland Trailblazers, Clyde Drexler, and the second best player on that team was Terry Porter. Once again, Terry Porter? Like, who who, who is Terry Porter? To to Scottie Pippen or these other guys that's on the on the Chicago Bulls. So they beat them easily. Then the year after that, you go up against the Phoenix Suns. And the Phoenix, you can't name another player on that Phoenix Sun team that deserves recognition. That goes up against the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls beat them easily 4-2 in the series. So then we know Michael Jordan decides he wants to go play basketball. I mean, go play baseball, and he disappears for a couple of years. Those were the years that the Houston Rockets decided they was going to win championships. He comes back in 96, faces off against the Supersonics, the Seattle Supersonics, with Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. This is probably his best competition in the years that one of his best competitions in the years that he won his championships. We know Gary Payton was great defensively, one of the best defensive players the NBA has ever seen. Sean Kemp was a freak of nature, crazy athleticism, crazy vertical, was just just a freak uh, athlete, just a freak athlete. Sean Kemp was man, but they blew, they beat them. They beat them 42 in the series. Wasn't no competition. You had on this team that faced off against them. This is when they added Ron Harper. You have Ron Harper, Steve Kerr, Dennis Rodman. You have Scottie Pippen. Like, this was one of the best teams that the Bulls had ever seen in 96. Then the next two years when they when they win the championship, they go off against the Utah Jazz. And we know this is probably the best duo the NBA has ever seen with John Stockton and Karl Malone, the best duo the NBA has ever seen. But these guys, other than John Stockton and Karl Malone, who else was on this Utah team? Jeff Hornacek? Byron Russell? Brian Russell? These guys, they really didn't have any any reason to even beat the Chicago Bulls with the type of team that the Chicago Bulls had. Chicago Bulls, had, of course, had the advantage. Michael Jordan was the best player on the best team in the NBA. So when it comes to the GOAT conversation, I guess you got to kind of look at both ends of the of the spectrum. Michael Jordan, his competition in the finals wasn't that great. You only had, and, and when you look at the players, the type of teams that he played and the type of players that LeBron James has played, and we're talking about Hall of Fame players that was on each team, LeBron's competition beats Michael Jordan's competition, if if we're honestly speaking. So the GOAT competition, I think the GOAT conversation is kind of still up for grabs for me. If LeBron James could get a couple more championships, I would probably consider LeBron James as the greatest player of all time. So that's gonna be it for this episode, thank you guys for listening. Come back next week because I'm going to have something different and something new, something fresh. And that's going to be it. All right. Peace, baby.